Thank you for listening to The New Norm. I'm Frank Caramano. So on this episode, I had said I was going to talk about, I was going to rank the linebackers and special teams. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to rank the linebackers, five best. I'm going to do the five best field goal kickers in the NFL. And then we are going to talk about some big news that finally came through for the Eagles this week. So before I dive into that, let's just knock these lists out of the way because spoiler um, the Eagles aren't really involved uh, in regards to linebackers. Uh, I still think Bobby Wagner is the best linebacker in football. He's up there in Seattle. He has been an incredible football player for an incredible long time. Um, he probably would have been one and two, probably would have been Luke Keekley, but he retired. So the second linebacker is tough, and I went with Darius Leonard from the Colts. Um, He's a tackling machine. He's an unbelievable football player. I mean, he came out of nowhere. His rookie year, he had like that insane amount of number of tackles, and um, I think it was like 160 plus. And he got defensive rookie of the year, and he turned out to be an unbelievable player. Uh, three, three. I, I went with. How about Roquan Smith from Chicago? Uh, he was the number what I think he was like eighth overall pick or something like that in the 2018 draft. I know he was top ten. I think he's an incredible athlete, fits them well. He's all over the field. He's always making plays. Fourth, I went with a former Eagles brother, Eric Kendricks. Eric Kendricks is at one point I remember watching him thinking he's just too slow, but he's not too slow. He's actually very very fast. Um, and and he's improved his athleticism, you know, immensely, and good for him. Uh, but he he's a very very good football player. And then fifth, I mean, I thought about the Cowboys guys, Jalen Smith, and it looked like he kind of regressed a little bit last year. Van Der Esch, I mean, he just didn't play enough. So I went with a guy I really like, uh, Levante David. I think Levante David for the Buccaneers is really good. Uh, he um. He's a tackling another guy who's just a tackling machine. But again, it's linebackers tough because it, it's you're ranking inside linebackers and outside linebackers, so you know everything kind of goes hand in hand. Um, and, and a lot of teams like the Eagles don't even value linebacker, which to me is just completely asinine because it, I think it's a very it's like the quarterback of the defense. You know what I mean? Linebacker it so criminally underrated, and, and it does honestly it does blow my mind. But those are the best 10, or 5. Again, you could have different opinions. It's so hard to judge because, again, like I said, if you're an outside linebacker, um, you know your responsibilities are clearly much different than an inside linebacker. And what scheme do you play in? Do you play in a 4-3? Do you play in a 3-4? You know, it, it's, is your team nickel heavy? You know, it's it, like the Eagles now. Think about this. Generally, you know, your football knowledge tells you if you play a 4-3 that – you're going to see it where, you know, you have your three linebackers. Well, as you've seen, the NFL has switched. It's more or less predominantly three wide receivers. So what that means is there's only two linebackers because your nickel corner takes over. So as, like, as people are trying to say they're weeding the position out of the game, they're not. There's always going to be a place on the field for a good linebacker because you need physical linebackers who can make tackles or running backs are just going to run for six, seven yards a pop. You can't have you know 175-pound guys playing in the middle. 
but I think it'd be hard to argue that Bobby Wagner's not the best linebacker in football. So let's just look here. How about let's rank the kickers and the punters very quickly because kickers obviously you can get a little bit more in-depth with. Um, you see them more during a game. The punters, it's so hard, unless it's Pat McAfee, really. like I'm just going to name five punters because I don't know the intricacies that go into punting the football. I do know, you know, punting the ball to Deshaun Jackson in the middle of the football field when the Eagles are going to try to win a football game. If you do punt the ball to him, that's probably stupid and not to do that. But it's so tough, coffin corner kicks and all that thing. Like, I know Johnny Hecker. I'll just do punters quick. How about this? Okay, so I hear Johnny Hecker's name a lot from Pat McAfee. He loves him. We'll go him best. The guy for the Saints, Morstead, I think he is really good. I hate giving them credit, but that guy always would pin us. I know when we play them. I hated seeing Morstead, even though he didn't punt a lot against us. Anytime he did touch the field, it was always a good kick. Three, how about the Eagles punter? Let's go Cameron Johnson. I like him. Four, the Redskins punter. I think Tressway. I think he's really good. And five, I always liked Huber from the Bengals. There's the five best punters. Kickers, easy. Number one, with a bullet, not debatable. It's Justin Tucker. He doesn't miss. He's incredibly accurate. Fantastic uh, kicker. He's he's arguably the best kicker of all time. Then you look at behind him. How about this? Will Lutz. And here's a funny story on Will Lutz from the Saints in regards to Justin Tucker. Uh, the reason he's on the Saints is because his rookie season, he was signed by the uh, the Ravens, and he was just brought in to be a you know a practice kicker. I get, I don't even know why they brought him in really when you think about it. I mean, only guess I could think is if Justin Tucker just completely forgot how to kick or blew his leg out or something. But they had him in there, and then I know they were playing a preseason game against the Saints, and John Harbaugh told Sean Payton, you know, I don't know how you guys are a uh, kicker, but. We have a really good one here, and we're not keeping him because Justin Tucker's our kicker. And after that game, you know, obviously Sean Payton liked what he saw from Will Lutz. I'm assuming that maybe Lutz even kicked in that game. But regardless, he ended up going with the Saints. And like I said, I have him too only because I remember in the playoff game we played in their stupid Homer Dome a couple years ago when Lutz missed that kick. the fifty, I think it was like 52-yarder, but when he missed that kick, that would have iced the football game. To this day, I couldn't. I'm still so, like so stunned that he missed an over 50 yard kick. Think about that. I'm stunned that this guy missed an over 50 yard kick. He's number two for me. I get it. He plays in a dome. Huge advantage, obviously. Huge advantage. But he's two for me. Three. I'll go Josh Lambeau, the guy for uh, the Jaguars. He doesn't miss. He's lights out. He's been lights out for a couple years. He's lights out. I know last year their team was horrible. Four, Bucker for the Chiefs, Harrison Bucker. Remember, he got signed. I, it, it was an injury. It was kind of like how Jake Elliott became an Eagle. Uh, the, that same scenario. Their kicker got hurt. They signed Harrison Bucker. Their kicker got healthy. They kept Harrison Bucker. They won a Super Bowl, and Harrison Bucker is an awesome kicker. And he had that cool video last year of him banging one from like 77-plus yards. Five, I'll, I'll give Matt Prater it because I like Matt Prater. Another one kicking in the dome, but he had the bomb kicks out there in Denver, and then he got hurt. Brandon McManus took his job, and they cut Matt Prater, and then he had like the steroid thing or something where he got suspended. But I like Matt Prater. He doesn't miss. I think he's really good. I mean, you go a lot of people at five. Dan Bailey had a resurgence last year. You know, 
Chris Boswell had a resurgence. Uh, another good kicker out there. Um, my gosh, this is tough. You know, I, I, I guess you could say even... Let's see here. I'm throwing names out there. I just might as well look. Let's just see. Who are some good guys here? A kicker. Oh, Robbie Gold, obviously, with the 49ers. Um, you know, Prater, like I said. You know, Crosby's good. Obviously, you know, I'm just looking quick here through some of the teams. Like, even Jake Elliott. I mean, I, I'll always be thankful for Jake Elliott kicking that kick in the Super Bowl. I mean, when Peterson did the all-time stupid thing of not throwing the ball on that second down on a free down, and, you know, he relied on his kicker to bang one from 45-plus. Uh, I mean, I think it was like 48-yarder. He misses that kick in the Super Bowl. Patriots got the ball literally at the 40-yard line. They have to go 60 yards to win the game with, what, a minute and a half left? So, yeah, very clutch kick. And, you know, kicking, it's like uh, it's kind of like golf. You can lose your swing quick, a la Alex Henry. Remember the Eagles picked him in the fourth round? He was the greatest kicker in college football history. He didn't miss it. Nebraska came to Philly and couldn't kick anything from over 40 yards. So having a great kicker, obviously very dynamic and very important. But let's talk the big issue here. Big news for the Eagles this week. This was the news that Brian Baldinger, Brian Baldinger hinted at. It was that the Eagles were signing Jason Peters, and they were signing him to play right guard. Now, I've heard a lot of different thoughts on it. My thought is this. It's an unbelievably smart move. For multiple reasons. I wanted Peters on this team. I actually wanted Peters to be the left tackle because, again, it's not a normal offseason. You don't know what Dillard's going to be. I still know Peters is really good. Here's the best part. Peters now is on the roster, right? If something happens, let's say Dillard struggles, well, you could slide Jason Peters over to left tackle and Matt Pryor could take over at right guard, right? That's great. That's great to have that as an option. Here's a better one. Nobody even talked about this, and it blows my mind. If Peters is going to right guard, he's adjusting his footwork, right? Because he's played the left side of the line. If something now happens to Lane Johnson, Jason Peters can slide to right tackle. If he's getting used to the footwork, yes. Is it the same as playing interior versus exterior? No, clearly not. Being an outside lineman, it's a lot harder. But he had offered this last year about sliding over to play right tackle. Well, now he's going to play on the right side of the line. If something does happen to Lane, at least now you can move Peters to maybe a right tackle prior back to left guard. So essentially what you're getting is Jason Peters to be your swing tackle, and he's going to play right guard for you. Yes, he has an injury history. I get it. He gets hurt a lot. So, you know, in a dream scenario, he doesn't get hurt, and he's there all season, and you have him as an available option, like I said, for those two other positions. The thing is, now how will he play at right guard? If all goes to plan, he's the right guard. Well, like I said, biggest thing is he's between two Hall of Famers, Kelsey and Johnson. When you're an, you know, an outside lineman, for instance, if you're a tackle, a lot of time you're dealing with smaller guys. They're going to be, what, 240 to 270 pounds. Uh, a lot of these guys are speed rushers now. So again, you're just kind of getting a hand on them, and it's, it's a very different position because when you're an interior lineman, you're dealing with the 300-pounders. These guys are looking for contact. They're not swimming around you. You can't be a speed defensive tackle. You have to go through people. So a guy like an Aaron Donald, you know, he's going through you. He ain't going around you. 
Jason Peters being there, he's very strong. He's always been very physical. It's clearly something he wants to do. It's clearly something he feels he's up to doing. And him being the right guard makes the Eagles infinitely better. I I think Matt Pryor could be a good player. I really do. I know Jason Peters will figure this out. And I know people think he's going to be a little bit, maybe of a question mark. And how will he deal with handling the contact? Jason Peters is the greatest left tackle in Philadelphia Eagles history. He's one of the greatest linemen. He's one of the smartest linemen. Those guys love this man. Clearly, he wanted to stay a Philadelphia Eagle, and he saw this as his route. He's going to retire an Eagle. He's going to get his number retire like it should. And he's showing you now that like he is the ultimate teammate. He is moving, not just like from left tackle to left guard, which is one thing. He's moving from left tackle to right guard. He's literally changing the way he moves his feet he's in a way he's being the swing tackle for us because again that was a huge question who is going to be the swing tackle for the Eagles we have not made a move is it going to be my lot is it Jack Driscoll I heard they're going to cross train Jack Driscoll as a guard too so is Matt Pryor the swing tackle you know what I mean like a lot of questions here and it's crazy because we have no OTAs, so you have no answers now in regards to the season it does look like it's full go they have people coming in in a couple days here for uh, rookies. I know the Chiefs just put it out there. Good. I, I mean, I think it's kind of crazy that the players still don't know what the testing protocol is and all this stuff. It, it blows my mind that the NFL has been so slow on this. Like, they had four months. Like, you had four months to come up with proper plans and procedures. The players want to play. It's clear. They just want to be safe. I mean, again, this is a sport where it's physical contact. They have the right to be safe. I totally agree with that. So help them out. Get the procedures in place. Come up with a plan. Don't. It's July 16th, and we're still talking about We don't know really what the NFL's plan is. That's nuts. Like, what are they doing? Were you hoping it just magically went away? I mean, anybody with a brainstem knew in the middle of April this thing wasn't going away. That was three months ago. Just disappointing and disheartening. But clearly, teams think that the NFL is going to, especially the Chiefs, I mean, they're throwing money out like it's going out of business. And the Eagles are, are too. I mean, you brought Jason Peters back for a reason. We're ready to roll here. This offense line is ready to click. You know, other news with the team here. Uh, you know, Deshaun Jackson, obviously, he's doing all his, you know, he's dove into what he said a couple weeks ago or what he put on Instagram, and, you know, he's looking to reconcile that. He's meeting with people. He had a, a, a conversation, I guess, with like a 94-year-old Jewish man and, you know, uh, somebody who came from, you know, Germany, like to, who, who lived through, you know, I guess lived through Adolf Hitler. I mean, really, so if you're going to learn something, you're going to learn something from somebody like that. And he does plan on meeting with Julian Edelman. He's going to go visit, you know, obviously things that, you know, enlighten him and, and show him why his comment came or, or the thing that he posted came off so negatively and he's going to learn and good and that's great that's what we wanted to see so it, it's great to see you know what a lot of times we condemn people for ignorance instead of trying to teach them their what the, the right way and, and show them why they were wrong and, and i'm glad the eagles have taken this approach and i'm hoping it makes deshaun jackson a better person because i said all along i did not think he was doing that out of a place of hate i thought it was just out of place of ignorance Going on to another thing, though, I did want to talk about. I don't know if people have seen the Madden ratings coming out for players. And again, I love Madden. I'm a big NFL fan. I love playing the NFL football game. It's fun for me. 
you learn a lot about players playing the video game. I mean, again, you're not going to see obviously what they are. It's 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 fake, but it's just cool. You get familiar with players on teams and what they do and guys you like and all that stuff. But this blew my mind today. Miles Sanders was rated an 80 overall. Okay, whatever. Christian McCaffrey, for instance, let's just say by comparison was a 99. Do you want to know what Darius Geis was rated? Now, this is the same Darius Geis for the Redskins who has essentially just been injured his entire career. And I like Geis. I, I think Geis could be a good player, so I'm not saying it in that way, but I mean, he's just not proven a damn thing. He hasn't played enough to prove anything. He's been rated an 81. So let me ask you this. You're a consumer of this football game. You want to buy this football game. You like it. You see something like that, and you know football. And let me tell you this. Every single person in the NFL, if their brain works, they're taking Miles Sanders over Darius Geis, if like you did a draft. So how are you ranking somebody? And I don't care if you say, oh, well, we're, we're it's all individual attributes. It all adds up, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. There's nobody on this planet that's taking Darius Geis over Miles Sanders. So when you have Darius Geis rated higher than Miles Sanders, your uh, your system is broken. And it makes people not want to purchase your game because you know what they say? If you're doing this much of a lazy work, essentially rating the players, then what's the game itself going to look like? Saquon Barkley was initially leaked out to be an 89. I don't think he was in the top nine running backs in the NFL. Saquon Barkley. This guy is top three. It's with a bullet. It's not even debatable. Nine. You want to purchase that game? Carson Wentz, by the way, 10th quarterback. 84 overall. You want to know two names that were ahead of him? Matt Ryan. Tom Brady. Brady's old enough to be people's grandfathers. I'm sorry, he's 43 years old. He's not better than Carson Wentz anymore. It's not even up for question. And Matt Ryan, please, 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 get out of town. I mean, come on, really. What are we talking about here? Matt Ryan's better than Carson Wentz. So you're telling me, I'd ask the people creating Madden, that if they did a draft for next season alone, just next season, if you asked people around the NFL, who would you like? And again, trust me, I've seen the list on ESPN from some of these people around the NFL, and there, there's a lot of idiots in this league. There really is. It blew my mind. There was a list where somebody at Carson Wentz 14th. Like, come on. 14th quarterback overall in the league. Like 14th. You're going to name 13 guys better than them. Like, come on, really? Like the, the, the dumbness that goes, the stupidity, the idiot, the, the idiotness, the, the, any dumb word you could think of, stupid word that just signifies that somebody does not know what they're watching or trying to watch, then that's what was happening here. But like, for instance, we're going to ask the NFL. The freaking Falcons themselves aren't taking Matt Ryan over Carson Wentz. Sorry, it's not happening. And they had him ranked the same as Dak Prescott, which people like to crap on. And again, like I said, I like Prescott. I think Prescott's good, which is another story on its own with going into actual real-life football because the Cowboys are doing their best to make sure Dak Prescott is not a Cowboy anymore. I, I can't believe it. Like, Carson Wentz signed his extension, like, it seems like a year and a half ago. Then Jared Goff did. And you thought Dak Prescott was going to fall in line, and it's like, do the Cowboys want this guy or not? Are they going to just do the Cousins thing? And it's like, I don't know. at that time with that position, especially with a guy that durable who's done everything for that team, I mean, he's been nothing but a success. Fourth round pick. Pay the guy's money. Now, I get it. You don't want to pay him Patrick Mahomes' money. 
But how did they not get that contract with him a year and a half ago? Like, it was going to be just Goff and Wentz money. And again, I get it. I get it. That's a lot. But he's better than Jared Goff. That's not even up for debate. Dak Prescott is better than Jared Goff. No questions asked. But those are a little bit news and notes going around the NFL. Like, I just warn people, if you're going to buy Madden, be weary. Because, I mean, these rankings that came out, some of the ratings are just mind-boggling. Like, it's just, I, I could not believe that Miles Sanders was rated below Darius Geis. I'd love to know how. I just want to see, like, where do you come up with that rationale? Josh Jacobs, for instance, he's the end, he was the rookie of the year, right? The running back, uh, or not the rookie of the year, but he was rated the number one rookie running back, right? Uh, or was he the rookie? I don't even know. Who cares? Sanders and him, it was like a debate. Who should get it over those two? Well, Jacobs is an 88, and I like Jacobs. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, I, he was on my top 10. I think Jacobs is really good. Sanders is an 80? Come on. Come on. We're trying to play the video game here. The disrespect put on his name. I mean, it, 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 good. I'm glad in a way because it just adds fuel to his fire because he's ready to explode anyway. And hopefully we have a season so he can explode, which it looks like it's full bore. Speaking of which, another thing here is I keep just running through the random thoughts coming through my head. I saw the leak for the potential helmet where it's like essentially you have the plexiglass coming down to the mouth area. And again, that's how it should be. I, I understand the rationale in doing it. It's a different year. It's a different time. We don't have a vaccine out yet. And I heard J.J. Watt saying something like he's claustrophobic. He won't play with it. And I'm like, my man, you got no choice here. We're in a different time. You're going to have to take – like it, you might be uncomfortable, but that's the safest way to do it. We want football. It's going to have to be – you know, I get it if you're claustrophobic. It's nuts, but – it's either that or no football. And that's crazy that that's the one thing that I heard about the NFL making adjustments, right? That's their one protocol. They, they, they don't have a testing schedule up, but that was the thing I hear. So yeah, this, this wasn't a big episode because obviously there's still nothing really to talk about. Like I said, the, the, the big scandal is the Washington Redskins thing. I guess, what is it, the, the, the inner circle up there and they're sexual misconducts with like women in their building and cheerleaders and I, again I didn't really read the story yet but there was a report that came out earlier today that they were paying the referees and I'm like gosh they, 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 they've stunk for three years if they're paying the referees they need their money back right I mean geez but didn't get a lot on that story yet so there isn't really any big news now again if they're doing sexual misconduct that is big news obviously not saying it's not but I'm talking in terms of like the story. It still hasn't, I, I don't know if it was released. I think the Washington Post put something out, but I'm not a subscriber, so I didn't get to read it. But hopefully by this time next week, we'll have the full encompassing details on that story. You know, we'll see what's going on with the Cowboys with their franchise tag. Hopefully the NFL has released some protocols here. And most importantly, maybe the Eagles aren't done with free agency. You know, the Brandon, Brook, or the, the Brandon Brooks replacement is Jason Peters. That was a big story. Yes, to me it is a big story because it's a big hole. But another thing we didn't talk about is Jadeveon Clowney. I think the possibility of him playing for the Eagles is growing by the day. And I I get it. They The Eagles don't know if they could spend money right now. And I know why because it's going to roll over. The salary cap probably isn't going up, so we're, we're strapped for cash. But you know what? If you're strapped for cash next year, you might as well just be go all in this year and try to win. A guy like that gives you a chance to win a Super Bowl. If there's a season, you have Jadeveon Clowney, your chances of winning the Super Bowl go up. I saw it directly affect the Eagles' season last year. 
So yes, if he's out there still and we're guaranteed a season, go all in, get him. Let's win the damn Super Bowl here. And then let's worry about next year, next season. I want to thank everybody for listening to The New Norm. Stay healthy, stay safe, stay educated. And as always... Go Birds.